Behold, this is the hole of the tarantula. Do you want to see the tarantula itself? Here hangs its web. Touch it so that it trembles. There it comes willingly. Welcome, tarantula. Your triangle and symbol sits black on your back. And I also know what sits in your soul. Revenge sits in your soul. Wherever you bite, black scabs grow. Your poison makes the soul whirl with revenge. Thus I speak to you in a parable. You who make souls whirl, you preachers of equality. To me, you are tarantulas and secretly vengeful. But I shall bring your secrets to light. Therefore, I laugh in your faces with my laughter of the heights. Therefore, I tear at your webs that your rage may lure you out of your lie holes and your revenge may leap out from behind your word, justice. For that man be delivered from revenge, that is for me the bridge to the highest hope and a rainbow after long storms. The tarantulas, of course, would have it otherwise. What justice means to us is precisely that the world be filled with the storms of our revenge. Thus they speak to each other. We shall wreak vengeance and abuse on all whose equals we are not. Thus do the tarantula hearts vow. And will to equality shall henceforth be the name for virtue. And against all that has power, we want to raise our clamor. You preachers of equality, the tyrannomania of impotence clamors thus out of you for equality. Your most secret ambitions to be tyrants thus shroud themselves in words of virtue. A grieved conceit, repressed envy, perhaps the conceit and envy of your fathers, erupt from you as a flame and as the frenzy of revenge. What was silent in the father speaks in the son, and I often found the son the unveiled secret of the father. They are like enthusiasts, but it is not the heart that fires them, but revenge. And when they become elegant and cold, it is not the spirit, but envy that makes them elegant and cold. Their jealousy leads them even on the paths of thinkers. And this is the sign of their jealousy. They always go too far, till their weariness must in the end lie down to sleep in the snow. Out of every one of their complaints sounds revenge. In their praise there is always a sting, and to be a judge seems bliss to them. But thus I counsel you, my friends, mistrust all in whom the impulse to punish is powerful. They are people of a low sort and stock, the hangman and the bloodhound look out of their faces. Mistrust all who talk much of their justice. Verily, their souls lack more than honey. And when they call themselves the good and the just, do not forget that they would be Pharisees if only they had power. My friends, I do not want to be mixed up and confused with others. Some preach my doctrine of life and are at the same time preachers of equality and tarantulas. Although they are sitting in their holes, these poisonous spiders with their backs turned on life, they speak in favor of life, but only because they wish to hurt. They wish to hurt those who now have power, for among those, the preaching of death is still most at home. If it were otherwise, the tarantulas would teach otherwise. They themselves were once the foremost slanderers of the world and burners of heretics. I do not wish to be mixed up and confused with these preachers of equality.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Boone and Isaac Miller show. <laughs> yeah, the, the Miller show. <laughs> uh, we're not sorry. I am so sorry, guys. That was my fucking fault. I think I just like blew people's ear, ear balls right now. So today, me and Isaac from the Daily Archetype, we're Hi. not... Uh, it's not really so. This is me. This is what I want to do, and Isaac can reject me right live recording. Uh, Rejection. I want. I want to like morph our episodes that we do together because uh, I'm currently. I had to like look for another co-host, and um, I've. I, I want Isaac to be my co-host, but he has another baby, and that's the daily archetype. So yeah, what's going to happen? But- is, what's going to happen is. Is we're gonna just like morph each other's episode into his podcast and my podcast, mm. so uh, our little babies, our yeah, idea, babies. Like, idea babies, like <laughs> like your dream. Our, 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 no, you you talk about <laughs> you talk about your idea babies with Jade, and by the way, Jade is what? hot, guys. Oh, his friend Jade. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um. You guys know, you guys listened to the episode that uh, between me and Isaac when we did, you know, the Rick and Morty. He makes a lot of appearance anyway, so you guys might as well, might as well just get used to him. And you're going to hear uh, BJ and Connor. So I'm just going to have these guys back to back because I get along with them. I love them. They know how to like, you know, podcast. I really don't like t- my mistake that I did. And this is not to uh, be an asshole. You asshole. Know, I'm just being honest is uh, newbies. You know, that, oh. that's that's the mistake that I made. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, well-meaning newbies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, when people want to, like, get into, like, podcasting, they think that you and I are like, mm. bitches make it rain on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, pe- people look at a podcaster, who, wh- whatever level, and... As if they're not a screw up, if they're like any good at it at all, then they're like, oh, they're just talking. I could do that. <laughs> and they don't understand the labor that goes behind and all the preparation and training like Rocky we had to do and everything else. Well, how long did you how long did you do the the the, the um the daily archetype? Did you like prepare it for like years ahead or did uh, you so it was kind of in, in the back of my mind of wanting to do something like that. Like, I think on one of the ones that we did together, mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about how in 2012, I was starting to do a YouTube channel and then I had a cyber stalker. So I kind of got scared for a while or, or whatever. <laughs> I was trying to lay low. So it was kind of in the back of my mind of just something I wanted to do. Uh, and then kind of just going through my things of life. But then also just when I was going through my own like, learning a lot the last couple of years that I, I talk about like probably more than anybody is a little, like the last couple of years like I really talk about the last couple of years because the last couple of years I've just been like studying stuff nonstop. so then it kind of like came out of me like I'm a podcast in a Facebook group <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> right and came out yeah yeah because I've been like pouring like huge books inside of me for a couple of years and now I kind of like and just kind of like for the fun of it or because I wanted to. And now it's like, I got all this stuff in me. I got to do something with it. I'll spray it all over Facebook and podcast. <laughs> Deal with it. 
<laughs> but most people don't do that because when they when they see people having a, a lovely podcast like we do or, or whatever, then they're like, oh, they're just talking and stuff. But that that was part of it. But then also, uh, when I in April, May, June, I did something like fifty or hundred hours of live streaming. And then in July, like I got a lot of advice and a lot of you know people to come and critique me and a lot of other things. So still needs a lot of work and improvement, but it's mostly a labor of love and fun. But it, there was a lot of preparation that had gone into even just getting it this far to answer your question, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why he's talking like this because we have a uh, we have a equality president. Oh yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. <laughs> I've, I've got re- respect the ladies. <laughs> well, because uh, we're about to have a, a our first female president. <laughs> Yep. How depressing. How depressing. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, hmm. So uh, it's not really depressing. Okay, I take that back. We knew this was going to happen, anyways, and this is going to be our topic for today. For both, this going to be like the daily archetype, and this going to be on the Far Out Wisdom podcast. We mm-hmm. talked about this about mm-hmm. uh, what we have been seeing for the last four years, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and. Um, we're going to be talking about Nietzsche, but uh, me and Isaac like to kind of warm up with you guys. So we're lubing you guys up. Lubing it up everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're, we're No gonna... protection, just lube. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we're preparing for you. We're preparing this this thing because of the fact that we see. You know what? You did um, you what? did brought up about Carl Young talking about this. Um, I, I hope you link me that too so I can kind Which of – uh, you remember when you said um, in the DM, you said Jordan Peterson, Carl Jung, and Fred Nietzsche warn us about this? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I understand, like, I understand Jordan Peterson, mm. but I didn't see Carl Jung. Did he talk about that? Like, this? Uh, and al- also in the book I just finished, Origins and History of Consciousness by Eric Neumann, which I think is one of the most important books anybody can read if they're trying to understand these things, because he just really puts it together very nicely and straightforwardly, I think, so it's it's easier to understand and unpack. What they talk about is basically the herd mind and the collective mind. Something that I mention a lot if you listen to my podcast is there there's the collective unconsciousness. And like I don't know, if I were to re-term it, I would actually call the collective unconsciousness what Jung calls the collective consciousness. And I would call the collective unconsciousness, which is kind of like our universal unconscious instinct slash the unconsciousness that we all kind of have. I would call that universal unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. But in sort of the Jungian terms, because he was kind of inventing these terms as that he was discovering them about 100 years ago. And so he calls the the collective unconscious that sort of like universal being that we all are. But then the collective consciousness, it's like the part of the herd and part of society and culture and everything else. And of course, there's some good aspects to it. But the the negative aspects are, you know, the devouring mother, like uh, Mm -hmm. Peterson talks about a bit and we talk about a bit. And it gets into this tarantula idea, which 
it was actually interesting because as we were talking about doing this the other day, mm-hmm. I listened back to the podcast I did with BJ and Uber Boyo that I had on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because he had a tarantula dream and not just like, oh, there's a tarantula in my dream. Gross. But a tarantula dream before he knew anything about Nietzsche or any of this a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And the tarantula wasn't just like, hi, it was like climbing into people's dreams and brains and they're unconscious to preach all this like equality junk and everything. So it's like this deep archetypal idea. Yeah, kind of sums up the Jungian aspect. So there's a collective consciousness, which is very similar to, I don't know, it's like uh, how the, there's consumerism and there's uh, there's groupthink but there, and there's like levels of it. So mm. the nice thing about the way that Jung lays it out and also Eric Neumann is that it's very much more, I don't know if I'd say academic, but maybe like updated mythology of how it lives out constantly. And I would say that that's kind of like, I don't know if I'd call it the weakness or the Achilles heel or the trap that Peterson sometimes gets in trouble with. It's kind of like his shadow. I think what Peterson does is he he talks about how you want to have something you're running to, like a goal, an aspiration, a highest value, a transcendent star, and then also something you're running from, which would be like uh, some shadow idea or some you know, image of the thing that you're afraid of the most or hate the most or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, Peterson, when he talks about these things, it's very direct, like, you are a tarantula if you're uh, SJW or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be a bit more, like, when, when I look at people who are sort of uh, caught in the web of being a uh, you know, with, with the tarantula web or with the groupthink web or mm-hmm. these herd mind things, it's not the same as like it can seem malevolent and it in a way it is, but it's it's also at the same time totally not. In that, what's malevolent is this sort of I don't know if you can call it a spirit behind it or a idea behind it or the groupthink behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, j- just, I mean, it's not like I let Nazis off the hook or or Stalin or Mao or any of those people off the hook, but they all had good intentions, which, of course, that doesn't make it okay, but it's, it's part of this, like, uh, we got to, like, make the world a better place, right? Yeah, let's make the world a better place, right, 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 right? And then somehow in that process of what they're willing to sacrifice for their idea of making the world a better place, they turn it into the hell that they were afraid of. Mm. Chasing these I- ideals that you can't force upon the world. So anyway, that's my uh, couple minutes rant of <laughs> tying together those, <laughs> totally. four, those, those four people. Uh, <laughs> Nietzsche, Jung, Eric Neumann, and uh, uh, Peterson. If you, uh, I'm talking to the audience, if you guys want to know what Isaac and I are talking about, we're talking about Frederick Nietzsche, uh, his book, uh, Thus, Spo- Thus Spoke Zarathustra. I think I said that, that correctly. Yes. My my uh, Asian accent is ruined. Yes. <laughs> Did you say yes, you dick? <laughs> no, I, I'm saying yes, that's the right book and and, and your, your accent and pronunciation is fine. <laughs> okay, so, so 
Isaac and I, we are basing this on what we're both seeing. Isaac and I are not against liberalism or yeah. anything like that. We just see the mendacious uh, mm. kind of you're using equality, social justice, compassion, kindness, all that bullshit. But but you're you're you guys are talking about it in a way that we are not talking about it. If that makes sense, mm, and the reason yeah. the, the reason being is is that um, <clears throat> just like Isaiah said, he made great a great point about Mao and stuff. It was good intentions, yeah. And then you guys fucked up. And when I'm yeah. when I say you guys, I'm talking about the radical left. And we get it, uh, Isaac and I. We've been well. I don't know about you, Isaac, but I've been called a fucking Nazi. Many multiple mm. times. I don't know about you and your, and your white privilege. That <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been called white. white uh, pe- people accuse me sometimes of, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think because I look like either, like, I look like a hipster senator sometimes. <laughs> you know, I can, I can come across that way where I can take on people's projection of like white privilege you know the- you know to, to, to make it even worse we you and i are not even like radical at all we're not even conservative we're not even like far yeah left. i'm i'm definitely independent and i've just about always been that way yeah and like we it, you, the whole um and for the and, last four years and if if republicans or gop conservatives whatever are being dumbasses then I will be the first to say, "Hey, you guys are dumbasses." Which is what, which is what's great about being yeah. a an independent. You can because both sides have dumb shit that they do, and there needs to be more independents like us that can come up and say, "You're a dumbass, you're a dumbass," but hey, uh, you've got some good ideas, and you've got some good ideas, and there's a lot of that on both sides. Mm. The only thing that I talk about a lot that makes it more, I guess, to the right is. All the wonderful ideas in the world are wonderful, but if you put them through the private sector rather than government, then people can, after a little while, well, they, they can give power what's doing well, whether it's a, a school, a nonprofit, a for-profit, some hybrid of all those possible things, and they could say, oh, this organization sucks, so it should go away. But the government, you can't really do that with. So if you're like, oh, that's awesome, let's put that in the government, and then you're kind of stuck with it, whether it's a, a leader or a, uh, you, you know, whatever, then we got to, like, go through the whole impeachment process. I know. I, like we're about to do. <laughs> we're about to do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of... Um, yes, yes, thanks for keeping us on track. <laughs> I'm going to read a little bit of uh, the... Um, from Nietzsche. Uh, the book, The Spoke, uh, Zarathustra. So I'm going to just read a little bit, and it's going to connect to what Isaac was trying to say. And like I said, I'm going to link it down below. And Isaac's going to do, do the same thing with the daily archetype. He's going to link it down below so you guys could kind of follow us, follow us along. So my shitty reading, if you guys are ready, <laughs> it says low. So so um, Nietzsche, he writes really old school. So if I if I can't pronounce it, um, <clears throat> my... This is written in like 1800, I think. uh, 1850 or 1870, something in that range. Yeah, pretty, pretty darn old. He's trying to write like 
intentionally almost like scripture. Like, yeah, pretty much to the yeah. I, I think that's what he's trying to do. And so he sounds a bit old English intentionally. It's it's a little bit of a poetic narrative. So he said, um, "Lo, this is the tarantula's den. Wouldst thou see the tarantula itself? Here hangeth though its web. Touch this, so that it may tremble. There cometh the tarantula winningly. Welcome, tarantula. Black on thy back is thy triangle." And symbol, and I know also what is in thy soul. Revenge is thy soul. Wherever thou bisits, there ar- arise Seth, black scab. With revenge, thy poison make it the soul giddy. Thus I speak unto you in parable: Ye who make the soul giddy, ye preachers of equality, tarantulas are ye unto me, and secretly revengeful ones. But I will soon bring your hiding places to the light. Therefore, do I laugh in your face, my laughter of the height. Therefore, do I tear at your web, that your rage may lure you out of your den of lies, and that your revenge may leap forth behind your word, justice. So there is the first mm. kind of paragraph to what it's chilling. It's to, it pretty, it's pretty much the connection with what what Isaac was trying to say that. I think, what did you say, Isaac? You said something mm. about them laying eggs in your brain or something like that, and they're hatching? Yeah. I mean... What did you mean by that? I don't know if, if I was going off of just a, an intuition of how this uh, the, the idea feels, because this is like an archetypal idea. And it, what it is, as far as an archetypal idea, which I don't think we talk about enough mm-hmm. in, in general, is how it's like the deceptive opposite of truth, or the deceptive opposite of the logos, or you know, sometimes the devil or whatever we want to call the devil, the, the, the devil-like thing or, or whatever, it's in your face like, hey, I'm the devil, go kill people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But usually the way the opposite of truth behaves is in a de- deceptive way. Because otherwise it would be useless. It, it, it'd be like a joke, like, hey, here's a stupid lie. And then you're like, okay, that's a stupid lie. Shut up, go away. But if it comes out deceptively and says here's a wonderful idea then people get on board with it even if it's uh, a silly idea and equality and safety are paramount to this because it sounds so good but i don't know if we'll uh, get over it in our lifetime that equality and safety sounds so great and even talking about it, you almost want to be like, of course, I want people to be equal and safe and fair and right. uh, not dying or sick or in danger. That's just like a given, really. You don't even need to, to justify that. But there can never be total safety and there can never be total equality. Right. So it's like Peterson and some others sometimes talk about there's a transcendent star or like a highest value, which is this thing that you uh, follow around and just like the a transcendent metaphorical star you will kind of zigzag but you're on this path always aiming toward that now the opposite of that would be like going after the transcendent wrong star i guess mm-hmm. which is really what happens it's it's because you can it's like chasing after equality which can never happen which is something zarathustra talks about here and you're chasing off after safety which Sure, we, we want less death and danger and sickness and all those things, but there can never be total safety. Right. This idea that gets in your head, like, I need to like make for more equality and make for more of this and more of that. Mm-hmm. Well, 
And the other thing that I guess comes in with this is it's the reason that these ideas work in such a large scale way is they don't work on people who have um, like a real transcendent relationship or understanding of anything like a higher power. Mm. Because when you don't and you're just like humans are the highest or you're like, oh, maybe there's some higher power ish, uh, but you don't know anything about it or ever think about that real possibility. Right. And you're thinking humans are the highest power. Then, of course, you it's so easy to put equality and safety on the top of that like value structure. So that's how it like seeps in your head. I mean, it's, it's almost like how any bad idea can lay eggs in your head or so to speak metaphorically it's mm-hmm. like you could think oh i'm gonna whatever cheat on my spouse i'm going to steal a candy bar commit whatever crime can commit election fraud <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever the case it might be like oh i shouldn't do that but then uh or you know i shouldn't <laughs> like right. going, back, going back to our episode like a month ago i shouldn't jerk off every day but then right. after a little while those idea babies that are bad ones right you, you, so it's like it's like we talk about idea babies here sometimes <laughs> you've got to raise the good idea babies and then the bad idea babies you've got to either rear them up to be better ones or get rid of them somehow i think just pretty much um sorry if I'm rambling. for abortion <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe idea abortion but not necessarily human abortion but that that's a whole other can of tarantulas you know what what i'm seeing though like this um i think what's going on at the moment um when i, I can't say her name cortez i call aoc her, uh, just call her aoc everybody knows fucking, fucking aoc she she made a list of she wanted <laughs> she wanted to hold everybody accountable the people who supported trump right which is 70 million people <laughs> and it, it really fucking blows my mind because I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the hidden or the concealed Mm. radicalization in the universities, the institution Mm. that you and I and everybody else and the 7 million people that we trusted Mm. to educate our youth, you know, our generation. This is Mm. just my personal opinion and Mm. just my conspiracy theory. And Isaac, you can interject if you want to. But I think you're us, our Mm. generation, the millennials, I think we were the ones who – Kind of got tested on. Does that make sense? And the reason why I say this is because I'm I'm thinking about a guy who used to work for the Soviet Union, and he used to be a spy. Mm-hmm. And he talks about this. I forgot his name, but um, he talks about how it takes only one generation to indoctrinate. Mm-hmm. You know, to take to take down a society, if that makes sense. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, possibly, it's the millennials, me and Isaac. Right, our generation, the millennials who were born. We're going to take down the world. What are we doing? No, like because like with the millennials, when you really look at us, you know, our generation, they don't even know what communism is or socialism. Mm. You you know what I mean? So, like we mentioned before many times, we live in California. So Isaac is in Costa Mesa. So he's in OC. So OC Mm. is Orange County. It's pretty. It's not. It's not conservative, but you guys are pretty moderate in your politics here in the Central Valley. Yeah, it's it's more. It's more like a suburban. Right. Fam- family life kind of place where i'm at mm. where i think make fun of uh tweaker <laughs> hip-hop where i'm at we voted i don't really know about fresno <laughs> we, a lot we, I, I we, just we voted red yeah, yeah. We, we we voted really red and the funny thing is is that people like aoc they don't live in reality 
if yeah. that makes sense. Because here in the Central Valley, we're all working class. Not mm. not 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 like OC, mm. like like Orange County is not not like that. But we are pretty like the lower lower class, but we're working class. Well, and you have you're close to agriculture, right? And so, majority of us in this this current election in 2020, we we all voted for Trump, mm-hmm. right? Why is that? Well, a lot of people were really upset when it turned out that um, the Latino ver- voted pretty much tremendously for Trump. Mm-hmm. And like these blue check mark on Twitter, they're like, Twitter. what the fuck is going on? Why did the working class vote for this fucking asshole? It's because these people like AOC, they're radicalized. They're fucking yeah. radicals. And this is what we're a lot of people. I, I, I ask them, when do you guys go too far? And you guys see this, you see this with the intellectuals and stuff like that, where you, like Peterson, he he said in the debate, mm. in the muck debates, he goes, when do you guys go too far? Yeah. When is the line that you guys draw? And so just like, you know, kind of putting it all together, they don't know that. And so when you, yeah, well, um, briefly to his point that sometimes I would see that point that he was making that when the right goes too far, that's when you see somehow uh, although we haven't really seen it a lot in our generation other than like small fringe groups. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, and like even that's what Trump will get in, in trouble for, is not technically racism, but like racially insensitive things. That's a whole... I mean, you talk about some racial insensitive shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but the reason I mentioned yeah. it is because what Peterson says is that when the right goes too far, there's sort of a litmus test, sort of, uh, you know that it's going there when there's racism. And the more the racism... Let me let me kind of jump in a little bit. Jump in. You notice, I think that um, to, when the right go too far right, they have a target. And that's, for example, like, you know, uh, Adolf Hitler. It was the Jews. Mm. Or as the left, you know, they just kill their own. Fuck it. I'll just kill my own. You kind yeah, of, although... although my point, uh, no, I, I agree with you, but the point I was going to make is that the left is now starting to get into the same thing. But in this, yeah, the, the kill their own, but uh, it's this weird thing that they have to be racist against white people. Oh, okay. And in so doing, it's this weird thing because they are vast majority white people, at least in America. Uh, in, in Europe, you know, most of the re- Western world that calls themselves left is vast majority of white people. And so what it is, is this weird thing where, and I've talked about it a bit, it's this like strange anomaly of identity and ego inflation. But what happens mm-hmm. is they just are like white power or and really gets into in- intersectionality of like any power, or any privileged group or whatever. So they say white stuff is powerful. And so then if you're a white person, you have to constantly talk about how mysteriously unbeknownst to you, you are abusing minorities and you don't even know how, but you just have to talk about, you have to kind of like shame yourself for being white all the time. And because you're doing that, you're like a heroic white person, like a savior whitey. Then you can go to the minority. <laughs> Did you say savior whitey? It really is that. Be- because I mean, the, they like make themselves into like white G- uh white supremacist jesus is and, and well right because like a white supremacist would be someone who's like like a nazi that is like uh a shirt yeah like well like a white like a white supremacist non-jesus would be someone who's like a nazi that's like kill minorities or whatever 
But a white right. supremacist Jesus would be like, oh, that is my kind. My kind is those who want to kill the minorities, but I am not that kind. I am the savior. So come to me and all of us white supremacist Jesuses, and we <laughs> will set you free from the white supremacist non-Jesuses, and you will have eternal life of bliss because you help us overturn an election to make red states into blue states, and you will live happily ever after in the land of milk and honey that is... <laughs> <laughs> white supremacist Jesuses. <laughs> you know what? It, and, and you can be Latino supremacist Jesuses or whatever supremacist Jesus you want. You say Latino white supremacist. Like I see, like a lot of um, the like the SJW and stuff like that. I like they do this kind of thing where you know, like they they may, they don't have like an like. Purpose. Let me wrap up my my supremacist Jesus point and then get right onto yours. So there, there, it's a triangle thing that I talk about a lot where. You take heroes, which are these white supremacist Jesuses, and then they have to say that they are saving you from the oppressors, which is the white supremacist non-Jesuses, and then they are saving the minorities from these white supremacist non-Jesuses. Yeah. And then, well, what it does is it inflates the ego and makes, uh, and then so like me, just being like I'm not a conservative necessarily Republican, but just being a white supremacist that's not going out and shaming myself and all the other people who are white not shaming themselves, then I am a white supremacist. And so that's their racist junk that they've gotten themselves into. It's like hero, inflate their ego, save from save the minorities from these others. And that's just one aspect of it. But go into your um what what is going on in your mind too. Well, when they're talking about like white supremacy, they don't necessarily mean like the way that we mean it. Does that make sense? They 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 play this hmm. kind of linguistic ninja moves. Does that make sense? The, the thing that these so when me and Isaac are talking about the SJW, we're not talking hmm. about like the actual people like Dr. Martin Luther King and stuff like who actually yeah really did something for civil rights movement right. and stuff like that. We're not talking about like the feminists in the beginning with the the women's suffrage who couldn't even vote. We're not talking about that. Me and Isaac. Totally, one hundred percent supports all human beings to have the ability to vote, the ability, yeah. the ability to express themselves, the ability to do, to pretty much do do what they you know need to do. Op- to equal of, opportunity of exactly equal opportunity, not necessarily equal outcome, but right. And so these people are are to me. I feel like I'm, I'm seeing a lot of profiles, and um, you know, like with the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. I. I a majority of the ones that I see are white. And I, I feel like these academic institutions destroyed their sense of identity to the point that they have to make something to be something. So they called themselves transgender. They called themselves, you know, pansexual. They called themselves binary and non-binary and stuff like that. All these words just magically appeared after 2013. I don't know what happened, but something fucking exploded in the academia. And it kind of, just like a a volcanic eruption, it's taking everything in its path. Mm -hmm. And so it disguises itself in justice, social justice, compassion, kindness, fighting for the the minority. Like, as a person who, Mm. you know, is a brown little person. <laughs> little person. You know what I mean? I like, I, like, if you guys are going after my friends, if you guys have a chance to see like Connor, BJ, and Isaac, you know, these dudes are white. 
And so, like, sorry, <laughs> nobody asked me when I was being born. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, you you can't hold Isaac accountable for something that he didn't do. You know, what I mean, like, they're they're holding you know white people for things that they they didn't directly do. And when they talk about generation, they have to realize that if you're going to play by these rules, then you're going to have to hold humanity in charge because of the fact that we cheated cheated on each other, like we. We practically almost destroyed ourselves, you know, during World War II. You know what I mean? I, I don't really – I feel like this whole social justice movement or whatever is going on, I feel like um, – I wish I, I, I kind of educate myself a little bit more on Freud, Freud's work because it, the thing that I'm seeing, it's not really like orthodox Marxism. The original one were with, with Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. It's not even mm-hmm. remotely – or absolutely that of, sh- of sure it, it came from like the same tree but at the same time i feel like it, it it took on a new form of like kind of 40 and kind of mixed a little bit of marxism at the same time but now i feel like they kind of remove themselves to kind of more like a religious thing now mm. y- you know what i mean i talked about this a lot like on my episode zero and things but i was trying to be a little bit not so direct with it, but I had a reading done from Mao, who's still on the Chinese money, by the way, which I don't, I don't get that. Mao? Like, yeah, Mao is on all the Chinese money. It's like if a country had Hitler on their money or Stalin or anybody else, we would probably not want to do business with them and we'd be like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> that's not cool to have like swastikas and everything else on your money. But somehow... Maybe just because they have the most money and more of our debt than the other country. It's cool that they are still like, yeah, we're communist, Maoist. And yeah, we saw some of the screw ups of that back in. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, but now we're going to do that through our own version of communist capitalism. So screw you guys. Who cares? Yeah. Hunter Biden, do some more blowing hookers. and. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. You know, just, just like this whole thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. What, what, what was that tangent from? We're trying to like understand what's going on because this is not. Oh, oh, I was. Ta- yeah. I'm sorry. I was talking about how um, Mao got his philosophy directly from Vladimir Lenin. Yeah. Wrote some books that then became Stalin and Mao's philosophy, which was not necessarily. It was founded upon Marxism and uh, Hegel and Engels and some of those other guys, uh, the Germans. But it was a new thing based on identity. And the identity is – and that, that's where it really gets into the whole like group herd thing. Right. You know, And you can get into it and somewhat into the Holocaust books like uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, There's probably some better ones for that specific topic of it. But then, of course, the Gulag Archipelago, which is great, but I haven't finished because it's really long and I want to finish the whole thing. The idea is that it's this herd mind thing that everybody just like turns their consciousness over to this unconsciousness that everybody has decided to do. Like, uh, what's that line from the Gulag Archipelago? Like a regime can be overturned by one person who chooses to stop lying and (laughs) and the well and the lying is internally to oneself too but the thing that makes a party or a regime or a evil herd organization work is that everybody within it is lying especially to themselves Mm. and it starts to unravel 
as people stop lying, especially to themselves. And that's why I mentioned, and I, I'm like trying to dance around, like not get too political, but it's like why that the DNC might not even exist in a year. <sighs> They're going to fall to like the, the, we see it. I mean, the RNC, in my personal opinion, the GOP, yeah. there's some people that should be fucking purge anyway. When I say purge, I don't mean literally kill them but what i mean is is that they need new faces in the gop and stuff like that yeah. so we're going to continue on with the um yes the, 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 the tarantulas. Tarantulas. Yeah. no 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 it's it's going to connect though it's going it, to connect. It, it is connecting but it's connecting I, so, I get, so I, I get on a little tangents but thank you <laughs> so and then nietzsche continues and he said because for men to be redeemed from revenge that is for me the bridge to the highest hope and a rainbow after long storms Otherwise, however, would the tarantulas have it? Let it be very justice for the world to become full of storms of our vengeance. Thus do they talk to one another. Vengeance we will use and insult against all who are not like us. Thus do the tarantula hearts pledge themselves and will to equality that itself shall henceforth be the name of virtue. And against all that hath power, we will raise in an outcry. Ye preachers of equality, the tyrant frenzy of impotence, crieth thus in for you for equality. Your most secret tyrant longings disguise themselves thus in virtue words. And see, you guys could see the connection mm -hmm. that we are trying to say. And like I said, we're not we're not against liberalism. I think that's what me, me and... uh. Isaac will probably kind of mm. agree on when we talk about liberalism, and that means like you know freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and stuff like that. You can this is a country that you can do whatever you want to want to fucking do. You can be a fucking hooker, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Yeah, fucking shoot meth in your system. I don't give a shit. But yeah, the thing is, is like with this whole thing uh, that we're seeing, just like you know, not that we say you should. But we, yeah. a, hook, a meth hooker, but if you want to go and, and learn from that mistake, and we're not going to use the government to necessarily stop you as long as you're not hurting others. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, dude, it's, it's just like what we're seeing now, and I'm seeing it, seeing it on online. I'm not on Twitter, thank God. Oh, thank God. But like, but like, I'm seeing like this people are beginning to make little hit lists, docs lists. For people that support or even have difference of opinion. And I'm like, do you guys not hear yourself? Mm. So these people, just like we're talking about the tarantulas, the mm. SJWs that we're talking about, you guys want to, it's revenge. Yep. Because I have no idea why the, f the four years that's full of fucking drama. Every single day we hear about COVID. Every single day we hear about the Russian gate to the mm. point where it, it, it was exhausting. For those yeah. last, you know, it would have been cool. If we had like a podcast the entire time, just like talking about it. Just you know, <laughs> the entire time that's going into um, a fucking train wreck. But the thing that we are trying to do is we're trying to understand what's going on, and yeah. we chose this particular thing is because Nietzsche predicted it. Which is the interesting, I guess, point is that Nietzsche was writing this like 200 years ago almost, right. 150 years ago. In so doing, it was way before there were these mass movements, which is why sometimes Jordan Peterson will talk about Nietzsche and these Zarathustra writings, and he talked about things that would happen from the death of God, which was sort of my point earlier, how 
if we don't have something transcendent mm-hmm. at the top of our sort of value structure, or at least thinking that the highest value might not be something exactly human, it could be something higher than that or, or whatever. But when Nietzsche talked about the death of God, it was like a very lamentable thing and causing the downfall of civilization in a lot of ways. And then because of what a lot of what he said, it kind of looked like it was predicting what had happened between then and you know, basically the next hundred years of uh, all, all the wars that would happen. And then when Carl Jung and Eric Neumann were writing, that was right after the two world wars, at least when they were getting into these topics, mm-hmm. and it was going into the Cold War as they were seeing uh, the the things in the East start to become what, what we've known as the Cold War now. And now it's getting into the West in just really strange ways. But to your point of it would have been interesting to like uh, comment on this whole train wreck as it was happening. And I don't know if it's because I was just trying to be more optimistic or whatever. Well, and it was like underneath the consciousness or concealed, you know, just like these tarantulas try to be. And I try to be generally more optimistic of people, but I didn't exactly see it coming like this. And the reason was, is so you had the lefties, whatever you want to call them, and they wanted to have power over the righties, we'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> and in so doing, normally the way that you would do that, so there's like 70 million people that voted Republican last week or whenever it was. <laughs> it's hard to keep time of, yeah, I, I, keep track of time now. Was it only not even a week ago? <laughs> we don't even know the fucking time anymore. This is yeah. the longest. We're, we're, we're in like apocalypse <laughs> 2.0 or something now. Yeah. Who knows? But 70 million people, which is actually more than voted for Obama, 70 million people voted for Trump. So you don't make them not do that like they did in 2016, you don't make them not doing that by constantly telling them how stupid they are. It's like the inquisitions or the, you know, all the things like, like, okay, when Christianity was in power, they fell because they were being assholes to everybody all the time. They weren't trying to like nicely convert people, you know, hundreds of years ago, they would be like, oh, you don't believe in the Trinity like us? We're going to boil you in acid. (laughs) Which is exactly how the left is being now, except since they have to be all like safety and equality, they they have to like do all this shaming and doxing and deep platforming and canceling and everything else. So because of how they were acting publicly, it's like, oh, they're just going to lose the election and hopefully they will learn that they can't do it that way. But underneath the surface, it was turning into these things that will turn in, that turn into rioting and looting, turn into even if you don't believe that Biden intentionally overturned the election there are several 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 documented cases of election fraud this past week and it was known ever from the beginning that setting up this mail out ballot not just mail in but mail out to people who didn't request ballots was going to make it much easier for potential fraud mm. and then because that happened and there's fraud every single election you knew there was going to be more, so you knew we were going to have to investigate it. And so the blue lefties are like, why would you want to investigate it? That's a stupid idea. We're leading just enough states by a, a half a percent, so that's a horrible idea. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> stupid guys. 
And then we're like, well, uh, you know, the law and uh, the, this, this evidence of yeah. both uh, hard evidence and circumstantial. I'm only saying that to say that they went too far and they're trying to be in denial about it all to the end. And it's in, it's inside of people's brains and consciousness and they are in denial about it. And like I said, this, this is what I think is going to happen. All right, tell us. The regular, the, the regular people, Oracle. And the, the regular people like you and me, and we have pretty much mutual friends who 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 think the same. This is just my prediction. This is just a theory. That's that's what what's going to happen. So, to bring it back a little bit to talk about like the the communists, I, I don't even think Biden is kind of not not like a socialist or anything like anything like that. Like Bernie Sanders, what I, I think is going to happen is that the Bernie Bros. Um are going to um, use Biden as a way to implement their policies, right? And they even they they even fucking admit it themselves. They don't like Biden because Biden is a capitalist, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to take responsibility. This is what's going to happen in the next four fu- four fucking years. They're not going to take responsibility for mm-hmm. anything that that's that's going to happen. So we're going to see a lot more COVID death. We're going to see a lot more lockdowns. We're going to see a lot more unemployment. We're going to see fucking bread lines and things like that. But they're not going to take responsibility what? for it. For real. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. So, so when I say bread lines, what I mean is by is unemployment. That's what I mean. Not necessarily like starving. Mm. It's going to be a lot of unemployment because of the fact that I think Biden's going to put us on a, another lockdown to kind of contain this COVID. And did you notice, Isaac, that we haven't been hearing about COVID at all? <laughs> it's over. It's done. <laughs> it, 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 it biology always finds a way. We've been through literally in our in our existence over the past known history, we've had hundreds of these kind of viruses that come. Our body gets adapted to it, develops an immunity, and then it becomes ultimately as, because I, the thing about a, a virus like this is it doesn't want to kill people. That is not its goal. Its goal is to spread and survive and maintain itself which is the the whole weird thing about this like oh my god there's more cases of course there's more cases but because it's trying to multiply itself without killing the host because if it kills the host it dies mm. it is an intelligent biological organism on that level and you have to think like a biological organism not like a human that's all like oh well my side didn't like that the, the biological organism is all about its own survival and it has mutated several times. Many, many experts are saying not to kill more people, but to not kill people and survive. And at the same time, our bodies are developing an immunity. That's why it's, people aren't talking about it because the deaths are going down, 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 down constantly, even as cases go up. It's just right. biology, like not even one-on-one. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it just like I, I think. With, Sorry for my biology <laughs> rant. <laughs> but it's like with with the whole, um, what's going on at the moment? I, I I'm tired of the fucking gaslighting. I'm tired of it. And this is where where Nietzsche talks about the light. He mm. he mentions the individual that's going to shine the light on them, and that's what's going to happen for the next four fucking years because the people that voted them in. Mm-hmm. Are the same ones that bitch about like you know don't have health insurance. They're tired of the fucking war. They're tired of the homelessness and stuff like that. But we live in fucking California. California mm-hmm. is blue than a motherfucker. And look at our situation here in California. We have homelessness way Trapped. more than anybody. Like right. two or three times right more than any competing country per capita or whatever. Or even even fucking or, Romania 
yeah. under the national fucking communists didn't have this much homeless problem. And yet these people don't want to take responsibility. Right. And this is where a lot of people kind of push back on Peterson because the fact that Peterson was telling you to take fucking responsibility for yourself. For yourself. See, but th- that hurts feelings. See, the thing is, I used to be a Democrat too. And when I talk about when I, when I, Ew. When I say Democrat, um, I, mean, I mean like a liberal Democrat, not a social liberal uh, more like a Democrat. They, they they like to call me like a neoliberal, but I, I, all these words get so confusing. Like yeah, like I would really, say like, I'm socially liberal, meaning that you know right. go do drugs and hookers. <laughs> but I think when you were saying social liberal, you're not social. You were not social liberals. Like you're not the socialist liberal yeah. <laughs> or socialist yeah. uh, democratic socialist. A lot of people like to say uh, the the whole definition thing with with me. What I strongly believe is that people need to take American government and people need, need to take political philosophy instead of we are just so focused on our fucking genitalia for some odd reason. Now, we're lucky. Isaac and I are lucky because we grew up in the 90s and we didn't have to like deal with this bullshit. But at the same time, during the 90s, even the beginning of the 80s, mm-hmm. this thing was starting to brew. This social justice bullshit was starting to brew. Yeah. And it really fucks everything up. And and if you're listening to this and you're a lefty, if you are genuinely a good person and you really want to fight for equality and stuff like that, perch these fucking people like AOC out of your party because you're going to destroy the DNC and it's going to fall to the fucking ground. It's, it's going to get destroyed anyway. Yeah, but. it's going to get – and there's we need a left in this country. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for the, sure. Not the SJW bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like we don't really care about the fucking – 865 genders, okay? That's not what we're concerned about. We're concerned about the working class. Why do we have homelessness? Why do we have, you know... To, to clarify one thing there, that is a discussion and there is some, like... See, that that's like this other level of, like, that's social justice. And the thing about social justice, I think it belongs in the private sector. You know, I mean... Okay. I, I, of course, of course, like, you know, you shouldn't kill someone because of their sexual orientation or their um their race or anything but you shouldn't kill someone anyway <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you kill someone and it's like well it was because he was gay or uh he was a minority then yeah i guess you could maybe crack down on it a little bit differently but on the legal law government level you gotta kind of be like murder is murder and if you're like and same thing with everything else it's equality of opportunity at the government level now on the private sector if they want to say there's so many blm like they may or may not get bigger or crash and burn who knows and there's private sector you know black panthers and a bunch of alphabet soup of lgbtq xyz groups and everything else I think private like, sector yeah, i think somebody reported you last time in a group that we were in together and like it's like a far left group now mm. and somebody reported um somebody complained to <laughs> to one of the mods that you say alphabet soup that's really fucking offensive uh, <laughs> was it yes <laughs> you know i only actually got that from our uh Sort of mutual gay friend. <laughs> Jenner says that. I never said it except I guess I guess I'm hanging around with too many of those homosexuals. They're being a bad influence on me. JK, but the the thing with Jenner is, is that he was one of our, our strongholds with the gay community. And then for some odd reason he just kind of he's hanging out with the wrong fucking people. And anyways, that's the, the, the thing is, is that with this whole entire thing, it's really kind of it's not making me upset. It's making me really depressed in a way. And I'm being I'm being really honest because of the fact that I feel like they don't see the the things that we see. 
And like, I feel like I'm being gaslighted. And I think that's the reason why it kind of like with the writing and the looting, it really fucking pissed me off because of the fact that- How are you being gaslighted, by the way? I feel like, um, you know, during like the uh, George Floyd protests- uh, They weren't inviting you to enough looting. <laughs> <laughs> so like with, with everything that we see, like how is that social justice? How is destroying businesses? Yeah, and and they they more people died from that than any of these police accidental killings. With the whole entire thing, look, I, I get it with the whole cops and stuff like that. The corruption, I totally understand. I talk, killing people is bad, duh. Yeah, and I and I talked about and if you guys can check out the podcast with me, Melissa and JD, we did kind of get into details about the whole cop and our position of of, of policing and, and and I don't like the bureaucracy. I don't I don't, I don't really like like keeping the the corrupted um, police officers in in their position when they're obviously pieces of shit. You know what I mean? And I, I, I totally understand it. But the whole thing that it really upsets me is the fact that the good thing in California is that we rejected Proposition 16. Propos- Proposition 16 was fucking racist as fuck. And so oh, yeah. it was it was good. So the thing, the thing what California is, is that we we Biden won for sure. But at the same time, the propositions that, that got put forth w- was pretty, con- not conservative, but like a Republican kind of liberal, old liberal views of, you know, don't base anybody on, you know, their race and gender and stuff like that. So that's, that's the good thing with California. There's some people that are beginning to kind of see this social justice bullshit, their critical race theory. Mm. I don't think that's going to solve it. You know what I mean? Like you vote, you vote this fucking piece of shit that's been in office. Who's who's been in office older than me and Isaac? We're in our thirties for fucking crying mm. out loud. And this guy's been in office since the seventies. Yeah, I made a comment the other day that he got into office in like nineteen seventy something. I, I forget exactly right now, but the world population has literally doubled since then. <laughs> that, that's how bad it is. There's double the amount of people on Earth and the amount of time that he's been in politics. That's how fucking old he is. He's been in politics since the Vietnam War. Right? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's. It's really like, okay, you were talking about what's going to happen these four years. And okay, one is going to be the Rubicon to cross if that will happen. Because I don't know for sure. I would say 50-50 if that's going to happen or if enough states will be overturned because that very well could happen too in the next uh, so many weeks that they lose enough illegal votes that it stays Trump. And then so what will happen then is it'll just be that might make the left stronger. But the worst thing for them to happen right now would be if they're able to maintain that win illegally, although they will get some of their policies through that they want to get through. And what they'll do is they'll just use puppet Biden to put through the worst possible things they want to put through while he's being impeached slashed, forced to resign worse than Watergate ever. And then that puts in Kamala. And then the the whole thing with, with Kamala is, they they picked her because then she's going to be the first J- J- Jamaican Indian president female that you can't say anything against because she's a female minority. And then they think that's how she, they're going to win in four years. And I, I'm not even sure if the rules now are then she she can be reelected four years after that. Really? I, yeah, I'm not sure that all the rules on that. that. That's kind of one of those gray areas, I think. But it doesn't even matter because I mean, I mean, they're just they're just being really aggressive with it. And but what's going to happen is be it's going to be worse than Watergate if they maintain that win, and then that's what will destroy the Democratic Party like forever. Like there's there there may be a new party replacing them, or they'll have to because there will be a lot of DNC members that will go to jail over the next year for sure. 
You you think so? Absolutely. Well, okay. So who in particular that first come into mind? See, I don't know if there's going to be enough public figures that will be caught red-handed, so to speak. Although there probably will be enough that will have to step down from office, and then. But as far as red-handed, there's they're already catching election. All they've got to do is squeeze the people that they they've already caught that are not letting people observe the ballot countings illegal because that was the agreement with these mail out ballots. Did they say COVID? sorry, did, was it because of COVID? Is that why or is just when the whole COVID thing came out they're like okay, to make it like safer for everybody. So this is the whole thing with real quick the the, the COVID thing was all they needed to do was tell everybody, okay, it might not be completely safe in November to vote in person. So everybody, you know, just like you were being spammed constantly, vote, 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 register to vote. All you had to do was you register to vote, however you do it, request a ballot. But in most of the states, including these ones that are rampant with obvious fraud because of the statistical impossibilities that had happened in the past few days, what that they did was, and, and it only happened in swing states where there was this huge, yeah, of course there were mail-in ballots in every state, but in these swing states where there's obvious fraud, that's where there's those like famous, you know, graphs you see all over the internet. Yeah. It's only in these swing states that they decided to be fraudulent. You know, the, the other states, there's a little bit of mail-in trickle-in ballots that came in, but they weren't being fraudulent there. So anyway, but when that happened, they could have just said request a mail-in ballot because if it's a proper absentee requested ballot, it's much harder to be fraudulent. But if they just send them out to everybody, including people who, you know, it's much easier to do dead people that way or Mickey Mouse. In, mm-hmm. And it, if you just send them out to everybody, including people who uh, might have moved but didn't, uh, you know, update their thing, maybe even moved to another state, then those ballots are out there. And there's already been multiple people who have said, "Hey, I went and I voted for Trump, but then I got a call from the DNC about verifying my signature and and all this stuff that I voted for Biden absentee mail-in ballot, whatever." Right. So we know it's it's happening. And so back when this was happening, they could have just made it, okay, request a mail-in ballot. Everybody who everybody should do that just in case it's not safe to vote in November. But they didn't allow that to happen. And so then they said, oh, no, we're going to make the states do these mail-out ballots. So they knew because these mail-out ballots are going to happen that there will definitely be more fraud because there's fraud every year. It's just a matter of it may or may not be like, the Biden campaign or China, it could just be, you know, these fringe groups, just like the Antifa and whatever else that came out and they're like, Oh, let's burn the world to the ground. They want to burn, they want to burn the world down, but how are you guys going to fucking replace it? Who are you going to replace it with? You know what I mean? They don't care. They just, it, it, and that, that's to our sort of tarantula point (laughs) that it's just about revenge and hate. It has nothing to do with, Like if you wanted to, if you go up to any of these people, whatever, and you say, please explain to me the the world that they want. They just want power, which is what that they preach against. And they just want revenge. And it's it's just revenge and hate. Now, that's the extreme people who are behaving this way. Uh, 60 million-ish people, not 74, 75 million, but 60-something million people voted for Biden. And most of those people were just like, oh, yeah, I kind of like Democrat stuff. You know, they, they weren't these fringe groups. Mm-hmm. But there's a few million-ish that are just like burn the world to the ground. And we don't really care if people die. 
We don't care if democracy is destroyed. We don't care if elections are ruined. We just want to try to burn the world to the ground. Right. Like they say that. That's not like an exaggeration. This is probably like the opposite of an exaggeration. They say that. And it's this tarantula spirit thing. And, and I say it that way because, again, kind of to the whole like how Jordan Peterson maybe could be more sensitive is that they are like in possession by this tarantula thing and and they deny it. Yeah, yeah. they want to like consume um, everything in its past. And the funny thing is, mm. is that you were talking about like revenge and stuff and jealousy. Mm. Um, this is the next paragraph. Yes, please. Um, it's going to be our like our, our last one. So Aww. it says, <laughs> it says uh, uh, fretted conceit and suppress envy, perhaps your father's conceit and envy. In you break they forth as flame and frenzy of vengeance. What the father hath hit cometh out in the sun, and of have I found in the sons the father's revealed secret. So this is talking about like the father archetype, I guess, yeah. as we, I think he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. And it says, inspire ones they resemble, but it's not the heart that inspired them, but vengeance. And when they become subtle and cold, it is not spirit, but envy that make them so. Their jealousy leadeth them into thinker's path, and this is the sign of their jealousy. They always go too far, yep. so that their fatigue hath at last to go to sleep on the snow. In their limitations soundeth vengeance, in their eulogies it's is malefiance, and being judged seemeth to them bliss. But thus do I counsel you, my friends, distrust all in whom the impulses to punish is powerful. So it's pretty much what you 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 said, really. Right. Kind of like sums everything up. It's, it's kind of scary in a little bit. Yeah, and and to kind of like uh, the, the the one area where it's like it's it's a steep thing. In all their eulogies is maleficence. Yep. And being judge seemeth to them bliss. So it's it, that that's why it's like. Like sometimes if you look at these videos of AOC, like just speaking on a microphone, yeah, she, she's always got this like horde of white girls that follow her around <laughs> and they, yeah. and they, they nod their head, anything that she breathes, like she's an oracle from the, the heavens where she doesn't, they're like, what do you think? Like she's, you can see all these videos of her, any interview that she's being interviewed and not alone. They'll all, there's always like these horde of girls following around and they're like, they just nod her head the the second she starts to like say um, and then they're like oh, like she's this rock star goddess to them. It's it's this like, like but just like these fucking white girls like oh my god she is like our oh, queen oh my god and we're doing yeah. like a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks <laughs> with our environmental friendly equal cups. <laughs> yes. Fucking that's, that's exactly what it is. You, you, you summed it it's up. Like, oh my god, I'm wearing my like eco-friendly boots and stuff because it it's not tested on animals. Yeah. So it's, and my like, like free. My my mask is being recycled as I breathe through it. It's like recycling <laughs> itself and recycling air and like uh, it's re- recycling my face too. Like everything just gets recycled by anything that I wear or breathe on or touch on. Like the the only thing that I don't like about mask is it doesn't like. Make let me breathe on a much as much stuff because otherwise what I breathe on gets recycled. But you know I could have COVID, so I don't want to recycle anything that ha- that, that would then have COVID. So <laughs> I got I got to wear my mask and just re- recycle that with my breath and my farts. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like every time I'm like, I, I have to like buy it from Made in China because I think about like the people of color in China. <laughs> and these are the fucking people that voted majority for Biden. You know, I, you know what really, it was really funny, like the statistics. It was like majority of minorities voted for Trump. <laughs> Like, yeah, because wait they, a minute, Nunya. Well, that 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 was my my like white supremacist Jesus point <laughs> is that that they they like uh, get these minorities and they're like, hey, look, we're your savior, and then they're like, no, you're not. Shut up. And then uh, I don't know because and they they and it's like like what's his name? Uh, Fifty Cent, I think, came out and he was like being a Trump supporter a few weeks ago. Yeah, and then. You know who like had to whip him down and correct him? Not like I think, was it was Chesley Chesley Handler? Yeah, Ch- Chelsea Handler. You would you would think it might is that his ex? Is that his- I I don't I don't know their their backstory or anything. But you would think like okay, if he needs to be corrected about like oh black people shouldn't support red people or whatever, then you would think it would be like Jay Z, someone in his echelon or at least a black person or something. But it's Chelsea Handler who's like the typical, like, hey, got to recycle your parts. Oh, my God. And, oh, my God. Like, the fucking straw that I drink is made of bamboo. Yeah. Like, and you know bamboo is grass, and so it's, like, so sustainable. <laughs> I, you should just drink grass, and you just drink grass and just, like, eat grass we should basically be cows and like since we can't all like live in cow pastures we're just gonna like uh have bamboo farms because bamboos are basically grass and so we're gonna have everything made out of grass which is bamboo and bamboo grass (laughs) you know what's really fucking funny though like isaac live in that area (laughs) i do and that's why i'm kind of a hermit i need to get out of this area <laughs> it's like you live in that area. You don't. You, I, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I drive a Prius just so they don't catch me and and like <laughs> run me out with knives. With do you really drive a Prius? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, not not because I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like a car guy that like gives a shit. It's just like uh, saves me money on gas. I don't care. Oh my god, fucking Prius! It's like let me go. I'm a Prius. Like Korea, it's just like that's like hard car pig dick energy right there. You know, <laughs> no, although, yeah, we, we won't, yeah, we won't talk about my Prius. <laughs> oh, we, we can, but the Prius is is just a fucking little tampon car, okay? <laughs> Whoa, okay. now I feel horrible. I've got to go get a different car, <laughs> but it's I, like, I think. What the world is coming to, I think it's it's not. I don't think it's going to be destroyed or anything like that. I I, I think it's going to be like a rough four years. Another rough four years is just like really fucking. Yeah, I, I, I don't know for sure though that Biden's going to win though. It's not it's not official. It's a prediction. That, that, that's true. That's that's true. And I Although think- that that would be the better thing for the mega side if that happens, and the worst yeah. thing for the. Because it's not even Republican now; it's mega. There is no, yeah. it, there is no more Republican Party. Least, I think at the, least on the, the national level, it's it's the mega party. I think the Republican Party is just gonna be fucking removed. I don't know if you have parlay. I'm I'm all not just like kind of read the news and stuff like that. And like majority of the people were really upset. They were the first one to call with, with Fox News because I was watching the the election. Now and you know what? This is me. Okay. If Biden wins, by all means, you know what I mean. By Fine. all means. Fuck the world. You know what I mean? By all, it's like, by all means, 
whoop de fucking do because I voted for against Trump in 2016 and then I voted for him in 2020. And like with me, I'm fair game. If a person pretty much play fairly mm-hmm. and they win, by all means, whoop the mm-hmm. motherfucking do. Yeah, okay. I, I would. I well, I would really love it if they would have had a decisive victory. Although it is kind of unfair the way that they manipulate the media, even beyond the obvious election day, few days after the election interference, whatever. The level that they just take down anything anti-Biden and elevate anything anti-Trump is Orwellian. Isn't it scary though? Like our, our, our democracy, like the majority is the one that, that mm-hmm. pretty much subsides. No, I mean like not subside, but like their opinion, it's over the minority. And then what, what if mm-hmm. the majority is corrupt? You know what I mean? What's going to happen with the minority? So that I, I think that's what happened with the DNC. And so um, I'm not really sure. I wish I had we had a fucking Jamie that will fact check this. The thing, mm. the same thing, in my personal opinion, happened with um, Franklin uh, Roosevelt against um, I forgot what's his name, but he was like a socialist. Um, he worked under Roosevelt, and he was for the working class. Like he pretty much like stood for the class, and he he pretty much fought for black rights and stuff. But this was during the 40s, so mm. during the 40s, you know, it was it was not really. Blacks didn't have rights with how they do now. You know what I mean? And so Roosevelt kind of cheated him, too. So the left pretty much attacked the left, too, during that time. Although you're you're right, but the 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 all these different things used to be much different pre 70s, 80s, 60s, all that. Well, because like even the South that like is solid, always goes red before the 80s would always go blue. What do you mean, like the South? Oh, like the working class during the South? No, like, well, like, um, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, all those Southern states that aren't, like, guaranteed red all the time now, you know, in the Electoral College. Like Georgia and Pennsylvania and all that? Yeah, yeah, so South, like, all those states, they always go red. I mean, sometimes uh, Florida will flip because it has, like, New Yorkers and everything, but every, all the rest of the South would always go uh, red, at least since the 80s. But before that, they would always go blue. So these things like morph over time, especially over the last hundred years. And it's only been since like this time as we transitioned out of Reagan Bush into Clinton. Now, whatever amalgam weird stuff that we're in now that it has been the way that it is. It's, it's only been the way that it is for a short time. And to the, the point of what's going on too, is that, both sides have kind of lost their identity. They've just become like establishment. We'll say whatever you want. And so that's why the the mega side had to kind of take over and just be anti-establishment. So the mega side is just anti-establishment. And that's the only thing that makes them su- successful. And then the blue side, whatever, they've sold out and just become this like puppet regime, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. So they could have an identity when they're just this weird, like, we'll say whatever you want. Right. They have this extremist pocket thing that has kind of come up and taken the stage now. So they're trying to find their identity because otherwise their identity was the same thing. Like, like there's memes all over the internet and everything about how, like, what if I told you the right wing and the left wing were part of the same bird? Especially on the national level, they're all like almost the same thing. But that's where they've, they're trying to form a new identity. And the 
mega group has kind of destroyed, not necessarily destroyed, but allowed the GOP to sort of morph into something new and worse in some ways, but better in some ways. And then on the left side, they're trying to kind of do the same thing with the, with certain parts of it, but destroying it in the process. So, and so they, they, they just voted in back the fucking establishment. So like yeah. the same people that's going to be like, oh, well, <clears throat> we, we, we're against systematic racism. You just wrote, voted the same fucking person back into power. You know, you just had, you just have somebody that's using her skin color as a way to get to pretty much put forth the ideas of the people that's behind them. You you know what I mean? It's it's like, and every time we bring this up, we are, what what do they call it? It's like fucking Nazi white supremacists and stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. You know? And so they try to like fucking cancel us. But first of all, you know, it's like, we're small, tiny podcasts anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, is that yeah, they- We're just having fun. <laughs> we're, we're just like, just just thinking about this this whole thing. And I, I remember V said it perfectly during the stream that we did together that maybe the United States of America just need 10 years of just shitty communism. <laughs> to, to kind of like vas- vaccinate us a little bit to kind of give us an idea about what's going on because in, in Europe the the communists are a little bit different mm. than here in the United States of America over there they um I think it's Pol- Poland and Romania I think that they they really like if they see somebody with like the hammer sickle they get their ass beat you know I mean just like the Nazis uh, you know the Nazi over here in the United States of America but here in the states the yeah. hammer sickle is like they're waving that shit like it's yeah, whatever. Even yeah. in Canada, it's the same thing. It's not seen as the same symbol as the swastika for some fucking odd reason, and I can't figure it out. To be honest with you, like, yeah. why is that? And it's just I'm really tired of the hypocrisy. I'm tired of them. It's almost like like when you're talking about why that this comes about, whether it's universities or these other things that we have hypothesized, th- those things can have their place in it. However. Anything that you can say it's because of universities or it's because of this group or that group or even, you know, this philosopher, whether it's uh, Marx or Derrida or Foucault or these others, if it wasn't them, there would have been somebody else to do the same exact thing almost. Uh, same, you know, same thing with the universities. Maybe the universities took a big role in it, but if the universities were just teaching, uh, well, the the reason I think that the universities maybe have a little bit more of fault i guess is because they're supposed to be doing the exact opposite of you know that's the whole point of the humanities departments and the humanities classes and all that is to teach someone not necessarily that they should be a republican democrat or anything along those lines but teaching them how to think and how to formulate their own ideas how to be a human being all those things but they're teaching people how to just give themselves over to a herd and destroy the patriarchy to put up some weird whatever thing but it's inside of our minds and as soon as you let it creep in like a tarantula getting in your brain in some weird ghost dream version if you let it or just like a fucking leech just go in your ears your brain yeah or or the or a worm or caterpillar sometimes they're talked about and even uh the old testament you know, the, these are like devouring spirit idea things where you let them into your head. And if and the thing is, too, it is this is why maybe I'm like all uh, pumped up, but I'm I'm pumped up like on uh, truth and democracy and whatever else. It's I'm definitely like objective 
truth. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like, so to me, in my Mm. personal opinion, I think Jung, Jung was trying to do, Mm. um, he was trying to resurrect deep religious um, meaning and stuff back into the world. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that, I, to, to me, I think we talked about this before. I'm not really sure. Was I intoxicated? Anyways, <laughs> I it was. It I, to, to me, I feel like everybody's having like a, a, a thirst for spiritual connection, spiritual transformation, spiritual kind of. Um, yeah, and there, there will, I, there will always be that on the individual and the collective level because right. we have been religious creatures for at least all known history. I mean. Right. You, you can make some arguments against it, maybe for remote pockets of civilization that are like villages of like a percent of a percent, or you can maybe hypothesize pre-Ice Age. But for known history, we have been religious creatures. And since Nietzsche's de- declared the death of God, as he saw it occurring in you know the times of Darwin, yeah. that we, we saw this sort of like crumbling of faith in a higher power doesn't necessarily even have to be Jesus. Although if it ends up that way, cool, but without a transcendent faith that never goes away, we just are not those creatures. We, you know, if that were possible, it might be possible in a hundred years, probably more like a thousand years, but in our immediate lifetime, it is absolutely not possible. So what happens is if it's not there, it gets filled in with something else, including these, government type ideologies but yeah you know. and you know you remember when um the thing that i always i always make fun of the 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 marxist system i shouldn't because i am friends with some marxists okay <laughs> whoops <laughs> i mean no they're, they're all just people i mean they're, they're, there's nothing wrong with them it's it's almost like uh if they're like a, a bulls fan and you hate the bulls or whatever or the the, the bears or the the celtics or the whatever the lakers Mm-hmm. It's it's just like a a stupid thing. The, the only the only difference is is when they go too far with it. Right. You know, just, just just like with, I don't think we have a lot of sport related violence in in America, but like in South America and parts of Europe, there will be people who will kill each other over like what f- football <laughs> you know what? football just slash like, soccer team that just each like other our likes. fucking Rick and Morty episode we talked about like the 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 nipples and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like these um, these imaginary race identity things. Same thing with sports. Sometimes even where people kill each other over like what sport team that they uh, support. Same thing with this. It's like if you want to support AOC, cool. If you want to support even Stalin or Nazis, I'm not pro Nazi or pro Stalin. But if you can do it in a um, keep without going too far, that's that's one thing. But yeah, the problem is when people take it too far, which is what we are witnessing as we speak. The people that don't understand is that the majority of this communists were, you know, like the right. I mean, not right, but the people like the like Ceausescu, Stalin, Mark, uh, Lenin, Pol Pot, and stuff. They were all against religion. But when you kind of right, because religion lets you think for yourself, and it, yes, and, and it and it yeah. doesn't let a government ideology or a group ideology take that transcendent place same thing in north korea right now and every other totalitarian place they have to keep people non-religious right so they can like um worship mao and they can worship pol pot because just like we talked about uh, well i'm i have an episode coming up that's going to talk about ankar where 
um, Pol Pot used that in a way to kind of justify pretty much his shitty policies mm. that happened during that period of time. And like they end up worshiping humans in the end. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they, they, they talk a lot of crap about the Christian stuff and worshiping God and stuff like that, worshiping zombie Jesus or whatever. They make fun of Jesus a lot. But when you think about it, they end up worshiping humans. In the end, well, humans and or their these like ideals that they come up with, whether whether it's equality or safety or or whatever ideals they, they, or ideals yeah, that, like they they worship fucking human beings. And and look, yeah. I'm Cambodian and um, duh, I, I think people fucking know that by now. I use that in a way like a social justice warrior, where I'm like I am transsexual. No, I'm Cambodian, <laughs> meaning that my people we like to worship our kings and stuff mm, like that because yeah. they're like gods. Yeah. And so that's me. I'm like, fuck that. You know, because my dad has a um, a photo of King Sainuk. You know, King Sainuk is pretty it's, This is just what I talk about in my previous podcast. Um, where they, it's like they worship this king. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. me, I'm Americanized and I'm kind of liberal. You know, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to fucking bow down to you. Fuck you. You know, t- type of attitude that I have. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> in the end, they're just going to work. They, they, they're, they view the world as white people replace Satan. They act like they're Jesus Christ. Just like you said, the white supremacist Jesus, you know, that's yeah. pretty much what they are. They're, they're acting like they're the ones who are the ones that have the answers to the poor, you know, minority, yeah, everything. the fucking brown people. I, I care about the brown people. And I think the brown people should like eat organic fucking meat yeah. for the fucking brains. <laughs> Let's, let's give them some. Let's give the brown brown people all the brown cows and let them like raise them on the brown farms. And we'll go over and we'll like make sure that they have enough funding that we take from other uh, white people that are richer. And then we're gonna like tear down the house of Jeff Jeff Bezos and we're gonna take all of his trillion dollars and give it to all the brown people. But well, we won't have any more Amazon. But that's okay because brown people can make a brown Amazon. <laughs> what's going on so um i hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation it's i'm I'm gonna we're gonna do another podcast tonight me and and isaac and i think we're gonna have another person that's gonna come on as well so this is gonna be on the daily archetype and it's gonna be on the fire wisdom podcast so um you can sign off isaac we can both sign up that sign off at the same time you know oh Uh, okay um hmm. you don't even have a fucking sign off (laughs) stay archetypal bitches I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, and as always, guys, stay far out, bye. Bye.